0: That's the sound of Brock's jelly beans being poured into a candy bowl. Oops. And the sound of hosting your first family brunch. Listen to the sweet sonic musings of Brock's jelly beans swirling in your sister's favorite candy bowl. Well, second favorite. But thanks to these delicious beloved beans, she'll never know it's a replacement or that you and your cousin broke it trying to decorate a cake. Brock's, make moments sweeter. Head to brocks.com to shop now.
1: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. I'm losing my voice a little bit, so I sound especially croaky and weird today and excuse any pubescent squeaks and pops. Anyway, uh, this episode of Desert Island Dicks... Excuse me. This episode of Desert Island Dicks features comedian Huge Davies and he's very funny. You look him up online. Uh, he does not act where he has a giant synthesizer strapped to his neck, uh, which I imagine is incredibly uncomfortable, but uh, he's very funny. So have a look at him, but not before you've listened to him be funny in Desert Island Dicks because that's what we're all here for after all. Remember, you can always get in touch with your choices for who and what you think is a dick. You just have to contact us at dickspod.com/contact or find us on Twitter and Instagram at dickspod, and you can have your say. Um, this week in Compact Dicks, we're especially looking for um, the most disappointing meals you've had. You know, especially if it's somewhere nice. You know, you go to a lovely restaurant on holiday and you get a really shit meal, or on an exciting trip somewhere and you're on the plane and it's really shit or a theme park and that kind of thing um yeah that's especially what we're looking for but anything that you fancy telling us about that you hate people or things just let us know excuse me by the way i forgot i've got my washing on in the background as well so a combination of my croaky voice and the washing machine it's a professional package we've got going on here In the last episode, in my intro, I mentioned that I was going to feature on a podcast called Podcaster, where um, hosts of podcasts get interviewed. Uh, And it wasn't last week. It's actually out now, though. So if you want to hear more of my stupid ramblings, then uh, by all means, go and download it. And uh, it was very fun. And I think it should be a fun series of listening to podcast hosts being asked questions. So uh, go and check that out. And as ever, it would be lovely if you would uh, leave us a rating and um, give us a nice review and subscribe to the podcast. All these things really make a difference. And that's why you hear podcast hosts banging on about them so much, because um, it helps us be seen and get recognised. And Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's just useful. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Anyway, uh, I'm running out of voice to speak with, so I'm going to leave you now to listen to the podcast properly It's Desert Island Dicks with Huge Davies. I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Huge Davies. How are you doing?
2: I'm good man, how are you? Are you okay?
1: Good, thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. How are you feeling? Are you feeling uh, sort of
2: in the mood to, to really vent or are you feeling reserved? What's, how do we find you today? I'm pretty, I'm pretty venty today. I had a um, I was looking. I'm looking at flats at the moment, and a flat came through yesterday that that we wanted, but we we couldn't get. So I'm annoyed by that. So mm. and we haven't haven't had a chance to vent about that yet okay. to anyone. So I think that will probably come through. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not homeless though. So <laughs> well, it's not going to be like from within a bin or something.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. Just from a sound quality
2: point of view, if nothing else, it could be a better podcast though. If I was in a bin, just yeah, it would be more real the problems i had i think in that case if you were like <laughs> what's the worst thing about being on a desert island and i'd be like absolutely nothing i'd prefer it if anything
1: yeah what's um, your least favorite food like at the minute nothing you know yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i mean i guess if we sort of tweaked the podcast to be who would you least like to be stuck in a bin with <laughs> i mean you know it'd be even worse but uh we'll, we'll, we'll stick with desert island for now
2: okay cool it suits me to a t good okay how did you find the process of of picking your choices for this week i found it quite difficult to be honest because you know there's just so many people that i don't like and then there's also the balancing of of like you've got to put it in context of the desert island so it's not just like who do you hate it's who would you least like to share an island with which Mm. is a different thing um so yeah I, i i've thought long and hard about it but uh yeah i've come up with i think three three horrible people and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and some other horrible things as well. So, I, yeah, I think yeah, it was harder than I thought it would be because it's the sort of thing that I think I'd thrive at. Mm-hmm. But um, And also I don't – it's quite good because normally when I'm I'm doing comedy or anything, I don't talk about anything in real life because it's more kind of surreal kind of stuff. So I never actually get to say, like, I hate this person mm-hmm. um, because it would just – it would go against kind of my act. So it's quite good in a way to just finally say – i hate i hate this person i don't want to to share an island with anyone.
1: good okay
2: well let's get started then uh who's going to be the first person on the island with you uh the first person on the island with me i can say with pleasure is nick grimshaw okay um absolutely hate that man and it's not even i I don't think it's even nick grimshaw as a person because yeah sure he's ignorant and really boring and and just, just so just really dislikable um but it's also, I think it's what he represents as terms of like, um, his popularity infuriates me <laughs> for, for, like to put him in a position of the most popular radio television slot in the UK and have that just be like, well, this is the, this is the person who's in charge of quite a large part of young people's culture. Mm. Just it infuriates me to that <laughs> because there's, there's Greg James does it now, and I quite, I quite like Greg, Greg James, but, um, He's just, so awful. He's just so awful, so boring. It, I think because Greg James is famous, I try to think about... Because Greg James wasn't near... No, no, not Greg James, sorry. Nick Grimshaw wasn't at the top of the list. But I started to think more about him and I was like, I literally know nothing about Nick Grimshaw. There's no memories that I have triggered when I think of Nick Grimshaw. When someone's as famous as Nick Grimshaw, there's got to be something in which you go, well, like Will Smith, you go like, oh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm. or, you know, Graham Norton. He hosts a talk show. With Nick Grimshaw, it's like I have no memory of him, and yet he's so prevalent in my mind. Yeah. And that just goes to show that how popular he is as a versatile, like, how much impact he's made as a person (laughs) just annoys me to the point where I'm like, just get someone else to do the job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it was weird. I remember, like, um, so Greg James was kind of, I remember at the time he was kind of pitted to take that spot and then suddenly they were like no it's Nick Grimshaw the edgier choice and it seemed like even Nick Grimshaw was a bit confused by it all you know like he's kind of I think Greg James is a real career radio presenter it's all he's ever wanted to do and it's all he'll ever want to be whereas Nick Grimshaw just seems to be like a sort of I don't know just like an an it boy if such a thing exists you know like he's kind of hanging out with Kate Moss and stuff and it's like what, that's the
2: thing it's just he, he seems to be someone who's hang he's sort of someone you'd see at a party if you went to a party of celebrities and you'd be yeah. like he was he was there yeah it's like but don't give him a microphone for 3 hours <laughs> you know you, you know don't, don't do it um yeah yeah it's I, I there's a particular i I did youtube him before I came on here because I wanted to, to sort of make sure that I was correct and there's an interview he does quite specifically with Henry Cavill and he's promoting um, the Man of Steel film, and I am not a huge fan of Henry Cavill or anything, but he's basically on the radio show. He's 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 going through his interview with Henry Cavill and sort of quoting it and using like sound biting that the, the uh, thing, and he's saying how awkward it is and how how awkward Henry Cavill is being, but he's asking him the most stupid questions I've ever heard in my life. Mm. He asks him, um, he asks him, what's it like to play the most. In- important uh, the most famous person of all time henry cavill's like w- what do you mean he's not he's not a per- he's not real <laughs> he's not a real person he's not famous it's it it's not and even if he was i don't know. <laughs> he's not the most famous person of all time And then they sort of have a go then and then he says and then nick grimshaw says to his he's like the next the next question i'm really proud of and look how henry cavill answers this and like ruins the interview and he goes he goes did someone teach you like how to stand as superman and then how to stand as Clark Kent and he just goes I'm an actor so I make those decisions yeah. that's what they cast me <laughs> the thing. and he's like what a boring guy and I'm like it's crazy that he's just it's, it's so infuriating that Henry Cavill is getting really boring questions really mm. bad questions and making really interesting answers and Nick Grimshaw is basically just saying what a bad interview and it's like you know you're just a terrible interviewer and it's just <laughs> insane that this is being broadcast at like a peak time peak radio time it's so annoying
1: yeah and it's quite an insight into into nick grimshaw's sort of mind that he thinks superman is the most famous person in the world it's like you can imagine <laughs> asking him "Going, so you know your fantasy dinner party nick you know who would you most like to have think of like all the most important people of all time and loads of people be, like going oh, i don't know like nelson mandela he's like superman <laughs> I want Superman. Is that your mindset, Nick? Is that how your brain works?
2: Yeah, and even then, he wouldn't. it wouldn't be a good conversation. Even if someone whose professional job is to interview people, even him interviewing Superman, I wouldn't want to listen to, which mm. is crazy. Yeah. That's your only thing. That, that's what you do. Like, it's like uh, he's kept asking Henry all these questions about Superman, and Superman, he, he kept giving all these, like, really interesting answers about... I mean, I'm not a big Superman fan, but it was interesting to listen to. It's sort of like he expected him to, like... Give some wacky answer. Mm. He was like, "What's your favourite thing about Superman?" He'd be like, "Oh, I I love to fly." It's like. He's he's not Superman. Yeah, It's like he, he's he's a it's a character study of Superman that's directed by Christopher Nolan. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Like, well, I mean, I loved having the opportunity to fly and have superpowers for six months
1: while we filmed it. That was great. Obviously, it's been a bit of a come down since then. It? <laughs> it doesn't work yeah.
2: like that. I think with Nick Grimshaw, it's it's very it's yeah. I think it's also what he represents. It's like the message is you can be this ignorant and boring. And still manage to climb your way to the top somehow, mm. and that is the message that's being sent when you listen to the radio show. Cause, like, and I just, I just think Radio One can do better. And they've not—it's not as if they've done a, a lot better. I do, I do like Greg James. I have to say, like, I think he's okay, but it's just insane that Nick Grimshaw has got to that position where he's just interviewing people, just saying stupid things. Yeah, yeah. Just saying all all day, basically.
1: It's weird, isn't it? It's like he sort of occupies that space where it's like like you know like we were saying before it's like you know you occupy that space where like you fit in with celebrities and the crowd and you look right but like the other ones there have a talent but but we're not really sure what yours is that you know you kind of your talent is that you look hip you look vaguely
2: right in that crowd
1: that's sort and of And that's not thing. even
2: that's not even helpful for radio yeah do you know what I mean if your the best thing about you is your haircut then what are you doing on the radio <laughs> like <laughs> but that people always go on about is how good his haircut is i'm just like i mean just why is why is it why is he doing this then yeah but he didn't do that <laughs> like but, someone else did that for him but like you say like the ta- I, I like in terms of his job as a presenter like his talent is opening up people to talk about interesting topics the, the most viewed clip i could find of him was him talking to someone as henry cavill about his film role and basically just making it as hard as it could for Henry Cavill and making that experience unenjoyable. It's like you couldn't have picked anyone worse for this job. And I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that being a presenter is like you know, it's still difficult to do that. There are people who are very good at it. I'm just saying he's so bad at presenting and mm. so dislikable. It's just insane <laughs> that he's got to this level of everyone dislikes him. Yeah. And yet he's on the most popular tele- um, radio show that that exists. I don't know.
1: I think it was one of those things where they just figured that if they get him on, he's more likely to get press coverage than Greg James was at the time because he's more likely to be out with Kate Moss or, like, hanging out with the kooks, getting into some mischief, you know. God and like, like and then he'll get in the papers or, like, oh, look, Nick Grimshaw stumbling out of a taxi after the Brits, you know. So he went, well, let's just see how much fame and press we can get off him, because Greg James is probably going to be quite professional, go to bed on time, you know, wake up, arrive early, do loads of prep, you know. Um, and I think they just sort of like, well, let's just try it for six
2: months, see how he gets on. You even saying... Nick Grimshaw hanging out with the Kooks gives me like a a headache. Like (laughs) I can't imagine being around that table for like more than five minutes. Can you? Like I just, just awful. I saw the Kooks live, and um, it's that's the other thing about the Kooks is quite. You mentioned the Kooks; they're so weird. In the 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 lead singer, he doesn't, he can't say words properly. Mm, Yeah, and I, it's it's the it's the thing, and I like. I think at one point in my youth, I did look up. The, the words to some of the kook songs because and it's a nice surprise you go like oh that's what he was actually saying that's yeah great that's crazy it's like a puzzle's been solved yeah i'm saying yeah it's that weird like are you you're not northern are you trying
1: to sound northern or like it's that weird kind of indie sort of like i don't know yeah yeah um yeah i think nick grimshaw on the island. I think partly like he'll start off quite animated and kind of keep like punching you on the arm and being like hey hey this is all right though isn't it mate hey you know oi and then but then quite quite quickly become very bored and also like remember that he's like a bit of a famous guy
2: and just can't be bothered with a lot of stuff for sure the high maintenance is a problem in terms of like he probably has a lot of stuff done for him but also because I just I just dislike him so much as a person that even I feel like I'd have to I'd have to, before talking to him, I'd have to exhaust all other things on the island. Like, I'd have to have, like, before I'd gone over to him and be like, hey, Nick. And he's like, oh, these coconuts, they're a bit like balls, aren't they? And I'd be like, oh, God. Like, (laughs) can we just, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, even hear, I, 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 even thinking about him, just thinking about him being on an island with me, just is, like, already quite frustrating i just can't i i just hate him so much oh, and yeah. uh yeah I, I would hate to share line with him because a i hate him and b because um i think he would be a terrible person on the island i don't think he would do i don't think he would pull his weight and a lot of the decisions i've made today and the other people is i don't think anyone would pull their weight on the mm. island mm. let's be honest well huge
1: i think your passion is coming through and it's good to see at this stage of the podcast so let's see who's going to be
2: joining you and nick grimshaw on the island the second person who's joining me on the island is Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Oh, okay, right, good. Uh, why
2: do you pick? Why do you pick him? He is. Can you swear on the podcast? Absolutely. He's a fucking piece of shit, <laughs> and 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 I I can't believe that he's gone so like gone. This has gone on so long that no one's seems to have clocked onto this. Like people think it's bad that Willy Wonka killed children in his factory. <laughs> That pales a comparison to what Grandpa Joe did, because at least Willy Wonka didn't know the children. I mean, that's not that's not a great <laughs> start. But I guess at least he didn't kill, and then at least they they kind of killed themselves in a way. Like mm. it was, dude, they they did it themselves. Yeah, Grandpa Joe, right? You have got to put it in context of the. If you're not familiar with the film, I'll explain the premise to you. Charlie Bucket is very poor. Mm. He lives in a poor family. He lives in like basically a shack. His single mum. Seems to be working about four jobs at the time. One of her jobs, she does. She's doing it at like midnight. She's got a big, got a big vat of clothes, and mm-hmm. she's like, she, she's like pushing it around with a ladle. I'm yeah. not even sure what that she's, she's doing. Making but like, it's, clothes soup. It's, <laughs> she's making soup. I thought when I was a kid, I was like, is she making soup out of clothes? I think now that she was cleaning the clothes, but I was like. I don't think that's how you clean clothes, mate. Anyway, um, I was like, no wonder no she's poor. She's not doing it properly. She just has to keep paying for all the clothes
1: that she's ruined out of her wages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, How yeah. does this keep happening? As she like pours
2: them into a huge vat, adds <laughs> loads of salt. We've lost another vat full of clothes again, I'm afraid. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. So basically, she's earning so much. The grandpa- Charlie Bucket's grandparents, there's four, grandma. Uh, two, so there's two grandmas, two grandfathers. They're in bed. They're not doing any work. They're they just they're, they're old people. They're in bed. She's providing for them. All they can afford is cabbage for cabbage soup, hmm. right? Charlie Bucket gets a ticket. He wins a golden ticket to the factory. It's cl- it's clear this is the best thing that's ever happened to them. And they go. He goes. I got a golden ticket. And they go. He goes. Oh, I can go. Um, I can go with one person. And then suddenly Grandpa Joe goes. Oh, I can suddenly um, I can suddenly starts for my legs getting better actually. <laughs> and then he. <laughs> he gets out of bed and starts dancing and is like i'm going to the factory take your mum to the factory yeah. take your mum to the factory grandpa joe i don't care how you see that has pretending to be disabled <laughs> for a number of years yeah watching his i'm assuming either his daughter or his daughter-in-law work like to herself to the bone <laughs> and he's just he's just in bed watching tv
1: yeah like, oh, if if there's enough of a, a prize at the end of it, like, maybe I can walk. Because he goes from fully bedridden to basically, like, doing a dance within within a song.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, like, even if you were in bed for, like, 30 years, doing a dance in a song would be hard. Like, that would be difficult to do. For just the way your muscles work your legs. If anyone's broken, like, a leg or an arm or something, you know that it's, like, after you haven't moved it. For, it, it's, it basically takes days to even get movement into it. That means that, like during the night when they're asleep, Grandpa Joe's like just going, just having a t- night out or something. Like, it's no way that he's been in bed for this long. And I understand that it's a children's book, but you've got to like it's been transferred to a film now with real people. Mm. You've you've got to you've got to think about these things. What one of what a fucking piece of shit? And I, I I don't say that about a lot of people, but my, what a abhorrent and, and and it's just. And also, all the way through the film, you watch it again with this. You can see he's pushing so hard for Charlie Mm. to get the Golden Ticket. It's like, you know what you were going to do. You knew as soon as he was getting a ticket, he was going to come out, (laughs) jump out of his bed. He's a scammer, man. He's he's pretending to be disabled (laughs) so he can go to a chocolate factory, (laughs) which is insane.
1: Yeah, and doesn't he... I haven't seen it in a long time, but doesn't he kind of also... There's a couple of times... There's like that bit where they they drink the the fizzy drink and they can float up in the air. And I'm sure that's Grandpa going, go on, let's just have a little sip, even though they weren't supposed to. It's like, you're leading... Like, Charlie Bucket is a good kid. He's had a hard time and this is his one chance at an amazing life. And you're, like, sabotaging it. You know, you know that... Willy Wonka's got a mercurial temper. You know, he's he's kind of he's going to come down on you hard if he sees you fucking about. And you're just kind of going, "Go on
2: Charlie, fuck it. Let's just just do it, man." Yeah, he is a bad influence, I have to say. It's also he's meant to be the adult. He's meant to be a role model here. Willy Wonka said, "Don't He went He basically said, "All right, I'll show you around the factory. Don't steal any of my stuff." Yeah. And, then, and Grandpa Joe went. That's that's steal some stuff, I reckon. Yeah. And then he they it stole it and then at the end he goes really angry. Willie Wonka gets really angry and goes, "You stole my stuff," and and then Grandpa Joe's like, "You're being unreasonable." Goes, no, I did. I did say not to. St- I don't. Shouldn't have to say, "Don't steal my things," <laughs> but I did say it anyway, and he has stolen it. And then, yeah, it's just. It's he's an awful. I hate Grandpa Joe so much. Yeah. I because I, I actually really like that film, but it's completely tarnished by Grandpa Joe because I just hate that man. Hundred percent should have taken his mum. And I think Grandpa Joe on the island would also be a problem mm. because as soon as he gets to the island, he'd be like, "Nah, legs, legs, uh, legs can't work again." Yeah, you go, but you were fine together when you were. We told you we'd get on the plane. Yeah, He goes nah. This probably back to the bed. I guess I reckon this plane was taking you on on, on a walking holiday when it crashed.
1: <laughs> What's going on here? You were gonna you were gonna do the Inca Trail. What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, nah, no, nah, not for me. I I'm feeling tired again. Yeah, just feeling tired.
1: There's a thing about that film that I noticed uh, as an adult, which I always love, which because it sort of really demonstrates like the difference in uh, in attitudes these days. So there's a bit where like I think Charlie gets a bar of chocolate for his birthday or something, and then that doesn't have a ticket, and then doesn't Grandpa Joe he buys him one at some point, and and the mother goes, "Oh, Grandpa Joe, you mustn't. That money was for your tobacco," and and that... <laughs> so. It's like I love the idea that they're like, don't spend it on chocolate for the poor boy who has nothing. Like, that's supposed to be for your only pleasure, which is smoking fags. But also, like, I mean, that's great that it, that one time he did buy him a chocolate bar. But that means that that's been happening all the rest of the times. So there was a little bit of money for tobacco. Like, if you're at the point where you're all living in one room and four of you are sharing a bed, like forgo the tobacco like you know buy him a chocolate bar every week like give the kid a a spinning
2: top or whatever you want in those days you know like get him something just get him a tennis ball to throw against the wall do you know what i mean yeah it's anything any anything they're watching a tv get rid of the tv right buy some bread to go with a cabbage soup for one yeah yeah i i do yeah i did i did it's interesting you said that because i've not really thought about grandpa joe smoking smoke smoking in bed as well they're all living in one room charlie lives in the same room as them he's smoking in bed i I don't like that would have what an environment to grow up in yeah and charlie Bucket is such a good boy he's such a good boy and yet he's having to only eat chocolate like once in his life and he's having to share a room with his grandpa who smokes in bed (laughs) do you know what i mean like i think grandpa joe is he's even worse than I. i came into this thinking that i was gonna have a rant about i'm even i'm so incensed about this i was i was maybe even gonna do like uh, like a rant about this like on stage for the comedy but like this is even just i think that this is going to become a full routine because there's, there's so many depths to what a piece of shit grandpa Joe is that yeah, yeah. it's he and and someone who would be really banned on an island definitely oh really well bad. um
1: well, I'm I'm happy to you know be a part of the work in progress because I've I've enjoyed your reasoning a lot and I think it's uh, it makes perfect sense. I never realised what a scumbag he is, and you know at least they're the sort of the the worst type of people, aren't they? The ones who sort of cover it in a veneer of kindness and really that's uh, you know what's the word? Very insidious, I think. So um,
2: yeah, because everyone sees like Grandpa Joe's a hero. Like yeah, Grandpa Joe. Is a fucking piece of shit. I'll say it again. I keep saying it because it's just he is. There's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no escape in it.
1: Okay. Well, Grandpa Joe is joining you on the island. Who's the final person
2: he's going to join you? Uh, the final person. I don't know if this person has been on before. Um, it's Will I Am.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think he has been on before, but I think probably not as many times as he might deserve to be. So, uh, yeah. what's, what's your thoughts on Will I Am?
2: I hate everything about Will I Am. <laughs> I hate. I hate. His music is bad. Mm. His personality is bad. <laughs> his TV show is bad. God, his haircut is awful. He—he's just everything about. There's nothing that is redeemable about Will I Am. It's mm. nothing redeemable. Let's start with the music. His music—it's been said before—but Black Eyed Peas' music is rock music for people who don't like rock music and mm-hmm. rapping, rap music for people who don't like rap music and hip hop people. It's—it's every—it's every genre of music yeah. in one band for no for absolutely no one the song i mean i know we had a thing there's a thing that they have what's the best song the song where is the love mm. was a close contender for the worst song it's got the if you actually because there's a lot of like people people love that song because it's it's so nostalgic mm. but if you actually listen to the lyrics of that song i think they they are the worst lyrics to any song ever <laughs> you know pe- people it's it's one of those songs in which it, it tries to it's his whole his whole brand of like, you know, where is the love? Share the love. And it's just it's just talking about absolutely nothing. Mm. It's talking about children dying. It's talking about disease. It's talking about terrorism. It's talking about warfare. Just in one song, you can't cover these issues, you know, in in one song and all the so- and all the words have to rhyme. Do you know what I mean? Because children c- killing, children dying, people hurt and even crying. You can't stop. Ch- you can't stop children crying. Mm. I don't know what like, wh- why is that? Children cry. I don't know why. Why this is a focus point of the song. So this is the worst lyric in the song. It Goes, um, but if you only have laugh for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate, and to discriminate only generate hate. And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just, you know, when you've run out of, it's like when you. St- that's what. That's the, the music equivalent of starting a sentence and not knowing where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not like.
1: I bet they weren't up against a deadline. It wasn't they, that was them going. Yeah, no, this is good. It wasn't the like oh, fuck, like we've only got until four o'clock until the studio closes, and and we owe the label this this hit track. We've got we just just get it done. No one will notice. You know, it's kind of like it's maybe like one step up from just going, don't do bad
2: things, be nice, and and then just repeating that a lot. They just keep yeah, they just keep saying that terrorism is wrong, and they're like, yeah, we, we know, yeah, it's I don't know what you educated. Try- they just it's it's completely just, you know, the world is bad, and and also there's like a nostalgia to it. I remember someone playing at a party I went to, like what I say I say, what a year ago, <laughs> a year ago, I went to the last party I went to, and everyone was singing along to the lyrics, and um the lyrics are like, don't reflect the mood of the song. Because everyone's like really, really pleased to sing it. Mm. But it's about terrorism and the CIA and stuff. And it doesn't make any sense. It's, they keep saying that there's a lyric about the CIA being the terrorists in the UK. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Let's get into this. And they just move straight on to the next line. You're like, <laughs> what, did you, what did you mean by the CIA being the te- the, the real terrorist? Mm. Let's explore this. And it's already moved on to children crying. I'm like, well, that's another issue. <laughs> I'd like it if they were sort of like really
1: anti CIA and it turned out that they were part of like a sort of secret terror cell themselves and this was all just a big bluff and they're like a new al-Qaeda or something like that and it's like fucking hell I never saw that one coming I mean you know yeah. fair play that was
2: a surprise you know <laughs> um yeah I agree there's so many I mean the music is only one aspect to his personality. Mm. That's that's only one you know one fifth of why he's terrible, and that <laughs> is a good reason. His 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 television show, The Voice, mm. that he's on, great premise for a television show, great premise. An awful, an awful. Um, <laughs> it, just they do it so it's not it's it's I think it's the chairs that annoy me. Mm-hmm. It's the way they sit in the chairs, and because they're not like normal people, right? They have to sit on the chairs in an interesting way, mm. and that really bothers me. They sit on the chair like they they, they just sit on the chair normally. Some of them are like crouched in their chairs. Some of them are in like yoga positions. And then when they hear the music. Their body does this sort of like weird like jerky thing mm. of they're, they're like listening to a song and they're like listening to someone's voice. And they're like they start to like get really into it like in a really cringy way. And yeah. Like if you just listen to just listen to the just listen to them. And I don't understand you're tr- you're making a television show and you have there's some sort of reaction, but you really don't have to like climb into your chair like an eight year old. You know what I mean? Like, just listen to the song. It's so annoying. and Will I Am is the worst because he's meant to be this. I don't know. It's also the fact that he's not a good musician, mm. and this position of judging whether other people can sing, which he can't. He can't sing, by the way. Mm. Right? He can't sing. I don't know why. It's like Danny Minogue in in you know in pop idol like you've not done a you've not singer your sister of a singer you you can't be you can't be judging people for i don't yeah yeah it's weird isn't it because it's almost like if you are
1: a successful musician you don't need to go on those shows so by merit of you being on that show it means you're not very good at your other job your main job which is being a musician because otherwise you'd be busy doing you know making albums and touring and stuff yeah I, i
2: guess so but even then, you'd be like, you want some gravity. When someone says you're bad at singing, for the producers, you at least want some gravity to the situation of mm. someone saying you're not very good at singing, and then you want the reaction for for Danny Minogue to say you're not very good at singing. And you're like, well, what? Do, what do you know about it? It's, if Danny Minogue told me I wasn't good at singing, I'd be like, I feel absolutely nothing. <laughs> I feel nothing. That I'm not. I I know that I'm not good at singing, but it's just, yes. Yeah, Person, his personality is bad as well. Like his mm. kookiness. He's like one of those people that's like i'm just i'm just really kooky mm. it's it's just he it just i'm sorry i'm finding it difficult to speak because normally <laughs> i'm so like i normally i'm quite calm and controlled with but just speaking about someone i, I hate so much yeah. really just tri- like triggers me it can happen
1: yeah. it can happen i mean I, I, it's quite a sort of like a pound shop kanye west isn't he it's like because it, there's that weird it's like he desperately wants that slight eccentricity well i guess with kanye it's more than a slight eccentricity but like he wants a bit of that like yeah like you say that like kookiness he's like, "Oh, my glasses are made of Lego. Imagine that, and he kind of you know his interest in technology and all like I think it was uh, so we had Josh Weller on here, and he he I think was the uh, another person who picked will I am, and he said he'd met him at a party, and he just kept talking to him about how Apple were gonna save the world, and you're like like they're not, they're just not I mean like I mean for a start, like the amount of needless plastic that they like produce by changing the charger every three years. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not (laughs) gonna be the ones to save the world. They're probably gonna own the world, but they're not you know, it's just like this really basic concept like that, but sort of delivered with real passion. When you're really bored of listening to him, it's that sort of like, oh no, but actually I'm a genius because like I'm 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 not, not thinking one step ahead of the game. I'm thinking like um, like seven steps ahead of the game. It's like, what? Just shut up! You're just surrounded by lackeys and you don't know what you're talking about, and that no one wants to tell you to shut up.
2: Yeah, that's I think that's a good comparison with Kanye West because Kanye West says some bonkers things, like at the best of times he's saying, bon- but at least like he believes in what he's saying. Like he fully understa- he' Like he believes it, and it's 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 good. And also Kenya West is a good musician, so you trust what he says as, the, like, an, as like an artist. Mm. When William, it's like, you can see it in interviews when he's being asked at like these conventions about tech or whatever it is. He'll, they'll ask him a question and he just will start the sentence and then just trail off. Mm. And then people are sort of waiting for him to finish the question. <laughs> and, then sort of, and then he just carries on going. He remember he was promoting this watch. It's like, it was like an iPhone. It was like an iWatch kind of a thing. And the guy's like, so, like, what is it? It's like it's not a watch, it's, like, what is it? And he's like, it's not a smartwatch. <laughs> and it's like, well, it, it is a smartwatch. It's it it is a smartwatch. <laughs> he goes, it's a new, it's a new thing. And then he's explaining this this I watch to this pres- presenter. And the iWatch watch is like they do zoom, they zoom on this watch that he's got. And it's the screen is flickering, like it is broken, <laughs> and it's just it's just it's insane that they can both. It's so weird for the presenter because he's looking at this watch and it's broken. It's clearly broken, and they're both watching it, and they both have to pretend <laughs> like it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the most insane thing. Of Will I Am is just convince himself that this is a good product and it's absolutely fine. Just yeah. continuing on, just yeah. knowing absolutely nothing, like to, to know so little about technology that if the screen is flickering and breaking. It's a good product. Still just hammering on. Yeah. Just It's just uh, it's infuriating. <laughs> I read a thing the other day
1: about him, if you want uh, another thing to hate him for, that um, he's got... Because obviously he's got a crazy diet. Uh, but one of his things is on Mondays, he only he won't eat anything solid so everything has to be blended on Mondays. What? And he called it something like oh, "Hang on, I'm going to have to find this on." because uh, he he didn't just say on Mondays I just juice. He had like a name for it. Hang on. Oh yeah, he called himself a liquidarian. Oh God. Yeah, since Christmas he has only eaten solid food on specific days of the week. Um, so that's his thing. But you know like I just for think. For moral reasons. Well, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Look, you know, diet can do all kinds of things. It's a very useful thing. But I kind of think at this point in the year 2021, if only drinking on one day of the week had that much of a health benefit, we'd probably have worked it out by now. Like, I think, you know, we'd, there, there are still secrets to be discovered about food, but I kind of think the basic premise of food and its function is nailed down. And most people agree, like, you know, a good balance of everything, not too much or too little. No one's going... Oh, but if you eat all the you eat this stuff but it's liquid on one day, then this is fucking game changer, mate. You'll be able to see into the future. It's like we we get how food works now, will I am. Like stop sort of trying to hack food. Like just just fucking be normal for a bit.
2: Yeah, it's, it, we have we have discovered most things about food. Yeah. I yeah, I do even even with for a normal person, if you were to say to me, "This person is blending their food," I'd be like, "That's quite annoying." Mm. But with Will I Am, it's like I assumed that he was blending it. Yeah, I assumed it. <laughs> yeah. I assumed it. Uh, I I don't like his name either, um, and that's coming from someone who's given themselves a nickname. You know, it's even for me myself. <laughs> like I hate that he's called Will I Am. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it's it's like it it would be okay if it made sense. Just doesn't make any sense. Will mm. I am, it's the wrong way around. It's <laughs> and I know it's a play on William, but if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. Just don't do it.
1: <laughs> I think there are better, especially like you're supposed to be a rapper. You're supposed to be, like wordplay is supposed to be the thing that you're best at, you know, and and, yeah, yeah. and that's like a crap joke. It's the sort of thing that like your uncle would call you and then you know but it'd really annoy you as you got to like 16 you're like oh, shut up uncle tim's fucking call me will i am all the time you're not supposed to <laughs> yeah. like build an empire around it it's just meant to be an annoying throwaway thing
2: it's the sort of person that I would meet and i would just call william yeah and he'd be so annoyed by it i'd just be like well i've just i've just read what's been written yeah <laughs> it's william <laughs> and yeah, yeah just yeah
1: fair enough well i think he makes a, a good addition to your island definitely
2: yeah i think he'd be thinking coming up with loads of tech ideas as well for the island he'd be like let's try and make like a coconut uh, milk machine hmm. and then maybe we could like sell that i'm like there's no one else on the island we can't sell like let's build a raft he'd be like but well, what about like a double decker raft I'd be like no <laughs> no just a raft
1: yeah um, and then when he got around i imagine when he got bored of that he'll just sort of I can imagine him getting quite, I don't know, starting his own cult or becoming Jesus or something. Or like one day he's just thrown all your food into the sea as part of a cleanse or something. (laughs) You're like, oh, just give it a Just trying to liquefy it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He
2: goes blending down like a a wild pig that we've got. (laughs) Don't blend down the pig, mate. (laughs) We need the pig. Yeah. Okay, well, I think
1: I think it's a, a strong line-up of dicks for your island, so I think that's a, a, a fine choice all round. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why
2: are they so bad? Uh, with food, I, I actually like most food, which is annoying. I think the only food I dislike is... I think it's licorice.
1: Mm yeah
2: i just i cannot for me it's like it tastes like medicine yeah yeah i feel it's medicinal like i'd rather have mouthwash than licorice and it's also it's weird because it's normally like with food that tastes doesn't taste great you're like well at least it's good for me it's bad for you like it's bad for you to eat licorice and yet people just still continue on like it's a normal thing to do you're insane you can't don't eat it it's weird isn't it it feels like something that like I get it in the past if you were Charlie Bucket,
1: you know, like that's what you had. You had licorice. That was a treat. But now like there's all kinds of shit we can eat like for fun that isn't that. So you could
2: you could only buy it in a shop in which in which Snickers were also available. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like there's Haribo also on the same shelf. It's next to it. Yeah. It's next to it licorice all sorts were
1: like you know you would occasionally get them from like your nan or something and it's like well they've got enough of other stuff in that i can maybe pick the licorice bit off and just have the colored bit but when it's just licorice like what's the and people you know scandinavia they love salty licorice yeah Yeah. and it's like what could you do to make this thing that's basically like boot rubber worse you're like cover it in salt yeah what part of fun don't you understand (laughs) it's meant to be sweet
2: yeah, it's, it's. I don't, I, I cannot, because some foods I sort of don't really like a little bit, but I can understand. I'm like, I can understand. I literally have no understanding of how licorice mm. could be fun to eat in any sense of the word. It tastes so bad on every level to the point where like, I can't even finish it. You know, you have to spit it out. Like mm. it's so weird for a food that you, you have a mouthful of and you go, well, I didn't really like that. But I, to have an insult, I don't want it in my stomach. I don't want to go past my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And it's texturally, it's very weird
1: because it's sort of like just it 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 sticks in your teeth. It's very hard. It sort of stays with you for a long time.
2: Yeah. You know, it's it's there for the long haul.
1: Yeah. And it's not very sustaining. I mean, it's just I used to get it in health food shops and stuff. So maybe I remember going there with my mum when I was young and that was like there was like, It was a health food shop so obviously you couldn't buy treats there but on the counter they had like a few things you could get. I think maybe you could get aniseed balls and licorice and some other weird shit but like that was the limit of it and it was just, I remember trying it just sort of going can I have something because I'm six and this is the only way to make this trip worthwhile and then just, no it's terrible Oh god,
2: yeah I I can't figure it out I I think I've met very few people that actually like licorice so Mm -hmm. I I can't even understand how it's still being made. I, I don't think I've. I think I've met probably about four people in my whole life who have enjoyed licorice, and the rest are like. Well, obviously it's disgusting. I don't understand yeah. how. You know when sometimes when you're not doing so well and you're like, it's sad to know that you. If you got into licorice, you'd have been fine. Mm. Yeah. You'd be like, like how is how is this how has this happened? <laughs>
1: My wife is uh, the least fussy person I know. Like in terms of food, like I don't. I think there's maybe two things she doesn't like, and one of them is licorice. And I mean that to me speaks volumes because she's fine with everything basically. But licorice is like a yeah. sort of kryptonite, and I kind of, you know, I do get it. It's just, and it's probably quite tiring to eat as well. It's just like really that sort tiring, of
2: really tiring. Also, it's so weird because it's so it's so much worse than everything else. It's so yeah. much worse. There's things I don't like, and it's like. Well, if you, if it's on the plate, I'll probably mix it in with everything else. Yeah. But, like, there's no way that I could put that amongst anything else. Like, even if I had a fistful of sweets and I put them in my mouth and only one of them was licorice, I would still notice and I couldn't eat the rest. I couldn't finish the mouthful.
1: Oh, definitely. It would taint everything, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, um, it's sort of, like, the only purpose for it, I can imagine it would be useful for building with, you know, like, it's some kind of, like, waterproofing thing that you could put on the roof of your hut or something,
2: but, um... But then the rain would probably all turn brown and sticky after a while <laughs> yeah i I think, yeah, on the island it might have some practical use as opposed to eating. I could maybe <laughs> maybe it floats, maybe I could I could put them all together and <laughs> yeah but um yeah, on an island, I think if I just had licorice, mm-hmm. um yeah, I'd find it very tough. That's this fair. is a horrible That's... podcast because I'm actually imagining myself there. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse by the uh, there's will I am there firstly, and then Grandpa Joe. And then there's also just licorice. Mm. I mean, I don't think they like licorice either. So they'll be talking to me about it. I don't even want to. I think Grandpa to them. Joe
1: probably is probably right up his street. He's exactly the demographic for licorice. I think,
2: but but <laughs> he'll probably go. Got,
1: come on, come on, you know, stop stop being such a stick in the mud. Come on, eat
2: your licorice and enjoy. And then probably to, opening the packet. Probably opening the packets, being like, see if you won a competition.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly, so, yeah. We might have. We might have. Uh, we might have got. We might be able to go to a factory or holiday or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yep, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts.
2: Okay, well, I'll distract you from licorice by asking you what would your drink choice be? Um, so this is coming from someone who doesn't drink. I don't, so I don't drink alcohol. Um, and that people are like, why? It's like, I just don't think it tastes that nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it doesn't taste as good as regular drinks. There's like, there's a particular scene in Peep Show where Jeremy's like uh, having wine at a restaurant and he's asked to taste the wine and then he, he tastes it, and then he, and you know, how is it? And he's like, oh, it's really delicious. It's good for wine. Yeah. You know, it's not deli- really delicious like hot chocolate or Coke. think yeah. <laughs> Just sum it up, which is like, I think most alcohol tastes quite bad, and the benefits, I think people are just afraid of the benefits of alcohol is like, you get really drunk, and it's nice to get drunk. Like, I, I, I don't really get drunk anymore, but it is nice to get drunk. Mm. Um, so I think people are just in denial about, you know, you have to have cocktails for it to be enjoyable, basically. <laughs> and you have to like, to even have beer, you have to like wean yourself onto beer for a number of years before you even enjoy it, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. But I think the worst drink of all time is a Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay. Tomato juice is disgusting. <laughs> it's a disgusting drink. Um, and then I, I like Tabasco sauce. I like spicy foods, but to put it that with Tabasco sauce mm. and then a, I, I guess what's the what's the spirit in a Bloody Mary? Vodka. So vodka in that too. Yeah. Another thing that tastes horrible. People, I'm sick of people pretending vodka's nice. It's not. It's not good. People are like make making cooking dishes with vodka in it. I'm like, you insane. You insane. But why are you putting vodka in that? That's it's it famously tastes disgusting. And then also to put a a, a celery stick in it. Mm. I mean, when I first had it, I thought it was a pra- I honestly thought it was a practical joke.
1: Yeah, I once ordered one in an airport and the guy didn't know what one was, so I had to explain it to him. And you could see him like going, Are you, like, you, I haven't worked here long. Are you trying to get me fired? Like, what the fuck is going on? You know, are you some kind of weird mystery shopper trying to sort of catch me out? And I was like, No, no, like, tomato juice with uh, with this and some vodka in it. What? Yeah, and then celery. And um, yeah, like, I like them, but I can absolutely understand why they're a fucking weird drink. You know how like over the last sort of few years like in pubs burgers have just got taller and taller so they have to be held together with with spikes with stick. yeah so that's like a thing in pubs and alongside that Bloody Mary's have got more and more expensive and complicated to the point where you order one and like half an hour later they bring it to you and they've just been like making soup for ages and they, <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like there is definitely like something weird about them it's just yeah and there's which kind of annoys me quite and also a bad one I mean this is from someone who likes them. It's quite often you can just get served one that's just horrible
2: as well, even though I like them. So. But that's the thing. This see this is where I, this is where we differ. Like I had my friend, um, who I've known for a long time now. He he was he wa- he was like the bar manager of this um cocktail bar in London and I went he was like, Come on to the bar, we'll I'll get you some drinks for free and stuff and I was like, Okay. And he told me that he, he won an award his bar won an award for the best bloody mary in the uk for that year mm. so i was like well okay let's let's go like this if this is the best yeah. that if this is the best by what i assume is a board that drinks a lot of bloody mary's and this is the best i had it and it was absolutely disgusting <laughs> still complete disgusting still tasted of tomato juice it was spice it's so spicy too like i like spicy food but i like it in like Why why is it in a refreshing drink? Mm. You know what I mean. Like I don't. I just. It's a thing that people really like it, and it's people and people really like it. It's for hangovers, which I also don't understand. Mm. Why are you drinking something that's completely horrible? I (laughs) I just think it's um, you would never drink tomato juice by itself. Adding vodka into it wouldn't help either. Mm. Wouldn't help the taste. Neither would Tabasco sauce. (laughs) You know these aren't balancing each other out. I don't understand it, and uh, yeah, I I feel like. They're a hate crime against drinks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very much blurs the line of, like, food and drink. It's kind of like a boozy smoothie or something, but, like, a boozy, savoury smoothie. And... When I put it like that, I, I'm starting to come round to your way of thinking as well.
2: And then, and then to top it off, the celery—one of the worst raw vegetables of all time—you can have yeah. celery. Disgusting um, fibers are going all the way through it. <laughs> you know, just just a, a horrible vegetable to eat raw. Yeah, and um, on a hot yeah.
1: island as well. You just yeah that nice hot tomato juice because it is popular on planes. It's a real like plain drink. A lot of people have them on planes. I don't know why it is about it, but um. Maybe because you're drinking first thing in the morning, I suppose a lot of the time.
2: But maybe yeah. it's because you just hate. Maybe it's because you hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that'd be my reason.
1: Okay, so licorice and bloody mary. Fair enough. Okay, now fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of
2: all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they, and why? um favorite film i think this is a re- i watched this recently so it might be just because i watched it recently um but it's 50 shades of gray okay okay um i don't know if that's a popular one that's come up i'm trying to um, think now
1: i'll have to i'll have to consult our spreadsheet but um what was it i mean i haven't seen it but i'm i'm very aware of of uh of the critical feedback
2: it got so i'm quite curious to watch it i'd say i actually did i say I don't drink it's not like i'm i'm like I did have a drinking game to it because I thought it'd be fun to, to do it. We did a drinking game to it, so I'm not like against drinking in general, um, but I just don't normally drink. We played a drinking game to that game, and it was quite. It was it was a fun experience. But the film, if I went to go watch that in a cinema, I'd have been absolutely furious. Um, if you don't know anything about, basically, it's it's based off a book written by someone, and the book is based off um, a Twilight fan fiction. Oh really? I didn't know that. So it's fully, it was just online as a Twilight fan fiction. So if you don't like Twilight, you know, think of the watered down version of that. And it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, just offensive in so many ways. It's, it's offensive to just, there's almost nothing happens in the film. Almost nothing happens. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so long and nothing's, and it's not even that long, but it's, I think it's like an hour and a half, but even then it's like, it's impossible. You're thinking there must be something that's going to happen in a minute. must be and it goes around another corner and it's still not it's still nothing and and it's about you know bdsm and i I think it just it just has it's just i think quite it's just it's the whole the whole thing is meant to be it's meant to be quite raunchy the Mm. film so at least going into it i was like this is going to be really raunchy and then you watch the film and the climax of the film is he he hits on the bum with a um with like a little slapper thing Mm. like six times and i was like i i I, that's that's more than most people but i was like for the raunchiest film of the year (laughs) i was like and it's 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 not even it's so drawn out it's so built it's like built the whole film was built up to that moment Mm. and you're just like is this it's not even that bad i feel like it's i feel like i feel like Kids hit each other harder than that. Like, just on a, just, just around the house. I don't know. And I just, I don't know. Like, do you think it's one of those things where, like, because
1: the book was supposed to be quite sort of, um, you know, erotically charged and graphic, that they kind of went, well, we've got a problem because this is, book has sold millions across the world. So we need to capitalize on that and make as much money as possible by doing a film. But at the same time, we can't do everything because we can't make porn. So maybe it's like the lead up to all the shit that's going to happen. But then if we do that, you end up with a really boring film. Because basically, you know, like, no one's going into it for like this incredible story, is it? I mean, like, surely everyone, you know, it's, it's about being a bit titillated or being a little bit naughty or something, isn't it?
2: I mean, yeah, no one's going, to sure. like, oh, but the
1: writing, the writing is just superb.
2: Yeah, exactly. Why not just make Go All Out? Because the only people watching, there's no kids watching this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's only, you know... People in their mid 40s who were like <laughs> really desperate, you're reading or enjoying this at any point. So it's like, just make it like crazy, just make it porn. I'd respect it more if they were like, it's a porno. Yeah. And then I'd be like, well, yeah, well, sure. Now we can watch it and it's full in entirety and also dislike it at the same time. Yeah. Rather than, you know, even like <laughs> doing a really watered down version of it. I think I would watch I think it's, it's quite a special film in terms of like, I don't know how. Because the director of it is, I think, is quite a good director. I think, I remember looking her up at the time because I was like, "What?" She's actually done some other good films, I think, and it's crazy. It's crazy to to I think watch it and do a drinking game to it because it's quite fun mm. to do it to drinking game because some of the some of the rules that you can you can slip in there are crazy. <laughs> like every time she like moans without being prompted. There's like there's no context for her moaning, and it's it's a lot. Like we had to take that rule out a little bit. We were like, okay, we're, we're not going to make it to the end of the. film someone who hasn't drunk in like a year, I was like, I don't think I can make it past like the midpoint.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's just though when it's something that you know has been so successful, like I don't know, the Da Vinci Code or something, and as a director you're asked to take it on, you just go, well, even if I can't make this good and I suffer a bit, definitely it's going to do well because people are going to be curious. So. Fuck yeah. it, I'll just take the check, you know. But then it's one of those where there's sequels, aren't they? Like like Avatar yeah. did really well and then they've decided too early on to make sequels and then there's really no appetite for them after people have seen the first yeah.
2: one. Yeah. There's actually five in the works, I think. There's five um films confirmed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, yeah. I th- I've not seen the others one other ones. I think I'm gonna keep it to like a we watched it on Valentine's Day, so I think it's like a Valentine it's gonna be like a Valentine's Day tradition. Yeah. Um, I dread to. Th- I heard the other ones are worse, and um, yeah, I I, <laughs> I can't imagine. Like it's, it's honestly. I, I know it's popular to say the film is bad, but I don't think I've seen a film as ob- as objectively as bad as this film. And it's it, it looks really nice. Everything looks nice, but it's like it's it's like at least with other films that are really bad, you can kind of watch them and go and sort of and sort of like enjoy how bad they mm. are you cannot enjoy this film without a separate game on top of it. Like there's no, there's no way to enjoy this film at any point. Even, even someone who watched the film for the wrong purposes, someone who was like, Oh, like it'd be good to watch like this woman's boobs or whatever. Even, even on that level, Mm. I feel like you could go into it and be like, "This is dis- this is very disappointing." Yeah. Even as a pervert <laughs> yeah. going into watching two people get naked and bang, yeah. Hollywood people bang, you'd be like, "This is this is no worth." Mm. I'm not getting anything from these scenes specifically. Even the raunchy scenes aren't aren't very good. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: It's weird, isn't it? That, that sort of argument as well these days. It's like when porn is so accessible. Like I had a mate who was like, oh, yeah, like, I know it's really trashy, but I really like watching Love Island because I really fancy the girls in there. And you're like, you could just watch porn. Like you can see, I mean, like you could get so much more. Or if you didn't want to watch porn and you just wanted to look at women in bikinis strolling around, you could also find that. I mean, it's like, what? Like you don't need to do this. There's, there's a shortcut here. It's like, what? Yeah.
2: It's like when the sun the sun said there was no more page three girls anymore. Mm-hmm. And people's an outrage about it. It's like, wait till you get in Google and then you Google image search boobs. You can literally there's not even any pages anymore. You can actually just scroll forever. You could scroll, if you type in boobs into Google Images and scroll, you could probably get three years in without stopping <laughs> and still have more boobs to see. Like that's why is the out It's yeah, just yeah. it's just crazy that people will be outraged by, by no more boobs in the paper. Yeah, It's like, but I, I wanted to watch my boobs on the train. It's yeah. like, yeah, just get a phone, get a smartphone. You can just save some pictures in your gallery. I know. It's, oh, it's
1: so weird, isn't it? So weird. Anyway. Okay, so Fifty Shades of Grey is going to be your, uh, your film. And uh, what will your song choice
2: be? Um, so as I said, I've mentioned before, you know, Where Is The Love is very close mm. to it. More because it's so popular. And I have to hear it every now and then. This is a song that I don't think anyone's heard for a long time, which is Cher uh, Lloyd's Swagger Jagger. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers that song. It probably came out probably about 10 years ago, I reckon. Mm. Um, when I heard that song, um, yeah, it's it's a hate... Again, it's a hate crime against music. As someone who, like... I, so I write a lot of songs for, like, different shows, like, for different people, and that's, like... Um, I'm learning more about music as as I do it. As you like, that's part of the fun of it. And to actually make a song like this from a, a musician to make a song like this because I know she didn't write it. Mm. It's not half felt. To get uh, given her this to sing is is just is 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 an insult <laughs> to music. It gets worse and worse and worse. I've not yet listened to the end of the song <laughs> because I cannot I cannot make it to the end of the song. Mm. It's it's it hits you. It's like it's because it's like fi- it's like five songs in one song it's 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 even even that is like an atrocity in which like just stick to the just stick to one thing it, it moves through phases phases of like it's like a war it's mm. like the next phase is even worse than the last phase <laughs> It just gets it's so horrible and overproduced the words terrible she keeps saying she keeps mentioning Jag- Mick Jagger mm. as if that's like a cultural like you know, I don't think she knows who Mick Jagger is, and then and then it's it's talking about swag and and people and haters, and it's all that sort of like weird jargon that's like doesn't mean anything, mm. and it's just it's just completely it, the the whole song together. I truly believe is the worst song of all time. <laughs>
1: It, it's, I, I agree with your point about like
2: her awareness of Mick Jagger is probably quite
1: small, and also Mick Jagger's style of dancing. You know, it's very obviously it's you know completely recognisable and unique to him. But if, yeah. it's but it's so kind of um, what's the word? I can't think of the word. But you know, it's so unique to him that if you see anyone dancing like him, they just look ridiculous. It's same as if anyone talks like Mick Jagger. You go, what what what's wrong? Why are you doing that? Yeah, for? you know, yeah. it's like that's just how he moves, and he always has but it's not like someone moving like prince you go okay gotcha right you know like swagger like prince or something but like but make Jag- it's just a weird thing and i think it probably
2: just cuz it rhymes with swagger so well oh 100% it rhymes with swagger
1: cuz there's another
2: that's- song isn't there was it maroon 5 there's a you yeah, got the moves moves like jagger yeah again got, it's like got the moves like jagger and they're not I don't f- think that's a, those
1: songs it's aren't a that good thing yeah i mean in terms of chronology they're not that far apart and you know in terms of music they're basically next to each other in the timeline of popular music so like what's going on
2: yeah i was always confused by moves like Jagger, um because a lot of the video is 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 the lead singer of *Maroon five dancing i'm like i don't this isn't this isn't about you yeah this is about your dancing yeah okay <laughs> get, get Jagger on i i, I don't know it's, yeah it's, it's a bit of a weird song i I listened to the song before I came on the, mm. the podcast this morning. Yeah, I still could make it to the end. I still could not make it. Even even with like, even when I tried to like at the beginning of the song, I was like, "You're gonna make it all the way through," and in the middle, I was, I just, I it wasn't even like I made a decision to turn it off. I just had to, I just had to put it down. I had to turn it off. <laughs> it's so, it's such a bad song, and I, I'd like to have picks a more personal song of which like I didn't like it for this reason it is just simply the worst combination of notes and 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 lyrics and music <laughs> and beats in a song that exists hands down
1: okay fair um, enough fair enough yeah. I, I wonder if it's just that sort of thing of them going right well she's being on X Factor, so we've got to give her songs that other people wrote because we don't want to spend much money. But actually, she's done enough covers now, so we should probably give her a song that seems like it's her own. But again, don't want to spend so much money. Anyone got anything? It's like, oh, I've got these like shreds of stuff that other people. Let's just like copy and paste a load of shit together, and and then maybe yeah. it'll do. And then if that one does all right, then we'll write her a proper one.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. The way though they, they probably marketed it was like, listen. This needs to be as popular as, as as possible so let's 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 do like a social experiment here in which we put every single genre of music into one song and then maybe we everyone will like it you're like <laughs> and they were like that's not really worked I think it's quite jarring more than anything to have put every genre into one song or it's maybe
1: um, like one of those music industry things where they're like, well, later this year we've got loads of other things coming out we don't really want this to cannibalize our sales of that, so we need to look like we're supporting her, but don't actually want this one to be successful because we've got the new series of X-Factor coming out in the autumn. Let's just write a really shit song. And then we said we've given it a chance. She won't be successful. You can go back to wherever she's from. Done. <laughs> yeah. And we can concentrate on yeah.
2: Little Mix or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's probably a deliberate thing.
2: That's probably true. There's probably like a like an A range and a B range. <laughs> I, was, I was I went to as I was watching it on YouTube and I went down to the comments because I remember at the time it was it was the song was panned by everyone. It was like fa- it was like famously bad, mm. and it, it, it it's it stuck with me for this long. Um, that's how bad it is. But some of the comments I was reading, I think they just deleted some of the negative comments on it, and um, they only left with the positive ones. Someone has written recently. And it's got a lot of likes on it. So it's, like, unironic. It says, this is the only thing that's got me through lockdown. <laughs> and then, like, loads of, like, love hearts after. it. I was like, you know what? We're living in hell. Mm. This is, ha- like, where you live must be hell. <laughs> Can you imagine being a neighbour to this person? And they're just const- every day they wake up, they play it, and they go, well, that's giving me the energy to do what I need to do today. It's, like, <laughs> honest, I cannot. It's just so funny to me that someone's in the house, and they're going, like, this is the only thing that's keeping me going, like... You know, everything's gone, you know, <laughs> left my job. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. I can't speak to my family anymore. This news ho- is more horrible by the day. But Sher Swagger Jagger mm. is pulling me up from the depths every single day. <laughs> Stay down there. Stay in the depths, I reckon.
1: Unless they're like, yeah, just some... F- Weird, crazy fan who like they are listening to it and it has got them through lockdown. But as has making like threatening letters from cut up magazines whilst listening to it, you know. So yeah, you know, we don't know the context around around this survival technique.
2: And if you listen to this, if you listen to the song, right, it some of it sounds a bit like a siren. It's like a kind of like a sireny sort of tinge to it, which would be good for like iron because you could if you play it loud enough. Someone will probably come and go. Is that a siren? It's all like, what's that horrible noise? Is that is is that is that like is that the hell opening up? And then and then it goes. No, it's just it's just Arsenal Island. It's it's me, Nick Grimshaw, who probably loved it. Um, Well, I am. Who probably loved it and Grandpa Joe, (laughs) probably dancing to it. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a good choice and definitely going to drive you mad as well. So, yeah, fair choice. Okay, now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? It's a donkey.
2: A donkey? Donkey. Uh, you know what? It's, like, it's difficult for me because I feel sad for them when they're in the adverts, carrying too many bricks or whatnot. I really, <laughs> I do feel for them. I go, I don't like carrying bricks. You don't like carrying bricks. You know, that's fair enough. But... Like, when I was a kid, I uh, I was taken to a donkey sanctuary by my mum and dad in Wales, and um, yeah, I was saying hi to a donkey, and he stood on my foot, and he broke my foot, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and um, he was there for ages. He was he stood on I was not near anyone. I was near my friend, and um, he was laughing quite hard at me, because the donkey stood on my foot, and I crushed it. Yeah. And he, my friend was just, like, laughing, because I was just <laughs> so... I'd never been in this much pain before in my life, and... That was like really funny, obviously, mm. and so no one was there helping me. The donkey just wouldn't move. I was like, I was like punching the donkey, <laughs> like just trying to, cause just like I did, I like it wouldn't get off. So I was just trying to hurt the donkey. It, it was, it was solid. It would, like, I was like my like seven year old hands were bouncing off this donkey. <laughs> it wasn't even feeling it, and um, yeah, it crushed me. And it was like, it, I felt like it knew what it was doing. Yeah, like there is no way that you tread on something like a foot. And then there's like yelling, screaming, and you just stay there and you continue to eat grass.
1: Yeah, exactly. You would know that something's going on around you that, like this, this other animal isn't happy with what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, it was, it was awful. And then ever since then, I've had like a just a distaste for donkeys. I had to be in bed for the rest of that we were like it was like a holiday it was like in a the place we were at was like it was in a donkey sanctuary so you'd hire out like a little caravan thing they have in the donkey sanctuary, Mm. and the donkeys just basically like just hang around the caravan kind of stuff yeah it ruined it because i was in bed for the whole thing because i couldn't do activities or anything and then I had to. The only thing I could look out was windows, and all I could see was the the fucking donkey who put, who put me there. And I'm probably uh, yeah. quite
1: scared to leave your cabin or your, your caravan as well.
2: A hundred percent. I did <laughs> never. I even today, like when I see a donkey, I'm just like I kind of just. Feel, I feel like I want to. I, I want to re- remove myself from the situation because I'm just like I think I'm. I'm going to have to do something to the donkey for like revenge. <laughs> but like I don't want. I don't trust myself to be around them. So yeah, donkey's the worst. I don't have anything. I think it was just that donkey. But it's the only animal that's wronged me in so personally.
1: But yeah, but they're they're quite a weird thing, and like they're very loud as well. I remember seeing one uh, when I was on holiday a few years ago, and it did it's it's kind of the classic noise, and it's deafening. And so imagine an island full of those, but and it's a horrible noise as well that they make. It sounds like they're really in pain. Like we, me, and my wife were walking along, and like. I don't know. I think we had some bread in our bag and fed it, and it started making this noise. And we thought we'd like broken it or something. We're like, "Shit, should we not have?" Is it choking? What? The... Oh no, that's just the
2: donkey sound. It's okay, but um <laughs> yeah, you know, how you say it they they do make a horrible kind of unexplainable noise. It's mm. a bit like a you know when a fox screams. Yeah, that's, that's the only way to describe it. It's screaming. Yeah, but a fox screams. It's the same thing with the donkey. You are like, it's that's the sort of noise an animal makes when you are just like, I think you want me to put you down. Mm. It, sounds like, it sounds like we should go to the vet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they do seem like, well, I mean, obviously in your case, it was kind of obstinate and stubborn and horrible, but yeah, it does definitely sound like an awful thing to be stuck with. And you can't eat them. It's not going to be nice to eat them. So, um, yeah, I think a good, a good choice for uh, an animal to overrun your island, so... I think it's a fitting a fitting end to uh, your selection, which has been amazing, by the way. I think uh, very well thought through, um, very unpleasant to live with. Um, so I think you've nailed it, really. So, oh, uh, thanks, thanks, man. Um, thank you very much.
2: So is there ever a situation in which you're like, that sounds great? Actually, I think you've you've you've, you've swindled this.
1: <laughs> Occasionally on on the food and drink I'm like oh, I could deal with that. I don't always hate every person that's on there. So there's some that are better than others, but I think I oh, know I mean apart from the bloody mary in yours I could deal with that. But I mean again on a hot
2: island though, not really what I'd be after, so even then it's pretty good. So you'd have to have salvaged the bloody the bloody mary from the plane too. So it's not even like it's not even out of a like cold glass. It's like you literally have to get like a carton of concentrated tomato juice hmm. and then also you know get this get the celery out of a sand dune you know like blow it down and stuff you yeah. know and then you have to like take the vodka it's probably not great vodka from the plane as well so is probably going to be the worst mm. body marrow you will ever have I agree,
1: yeah definitely so. <laughs> okay now um obviously uh you know it's been a tough tough time for comedians and stuff but you know there's sort of restrictions easing on on the horizon um is there anything you're up to at the minute that we should uh we should um put in our diaries what where's the best place to sort of keep keep abreast of of what you're up to
2: um you can f- follow me on instagram and and twitter huge davies um at the moment i've just i've uh just finished like i was on the last series of sound sketch show um i've done a bunch of different sort of like mini like little things that i've done but they're kind of all over now um i think uh yeah I'm just sort of waiting for stand up to come back to be honest. Yeah. I think we're all like just waiting for it to happen. Um hopefully it will happen. Um we run a um I run like an online gig called joy Application um every 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 so often with with Chloe pets and Sam Lake and um Olga Koch. Um so that's good. Uh if you want to see us do some some comedy. Um but apart from that nothing really to be honest. Um you know, uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can you can follow me on social media and stuff. But no, no massive big projects coming up.
1: Okay. Um, cool. Well, that's all right. We'll, we we shall keep following you and uh, yeah, just enjoy your stuff that way. But um, huge thank you very much for coming on
2: Desert Island X. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks, man. Thanks. I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much.